You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and I read my backlist. Check my shelves. Baby, what you reading? Gonna read some books. Gonna read some books. <laughs> this is episode number 251 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm really excited to share with you. I've been wanting to share these books for quite a while, and the time has come, and I'm nothing short of thrilled. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy. Robbie and Trevor Cressmont have enough wealth to ensure they'll never be found guilty of any wrongdoing, even if everyone believes they're behind the deaths of their ex-girlfriends. Let us all take a collective angry sigh at that. Lauren O'Brien, the new girl at school, has a dark past of her own, and she's desperate for a fresh start. Except when she starts a relationship with Robbie, her chance is put in jeopardy. During what's meant to be their last weekend together, Lauren stumbles across evidence that might just implicate Robbie. And after a third death rocks the town, she must decide whether to end things with Robbie or risk becoming another cautionary tale. This is an edge-of-your-seat YA thriller that's perfect for fans of Karen McManus and Holly Jackson. Make sure you pick that up now wherever books are sold. And thank you once again to The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy for sponsoring today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated. So Negative Space by Jillian Linden follows a week in the life of an English teacher at a New York private school. At home, her children ask constant questions about mortality and her husband offers occasional counsel between Zoom calls. At school, something happens. She accidentally witnesses an ambiguous, possibly inappropriate interaction between a teacher and a student. But how can she be sure of what she saw? Negative Space is a portrait of a woman caught between the pressures of what's normal and what isn't, and examines what we owe the people who depend on us in a fractured and indifferent world. It's a debut novel and a short novel. It's perfect if you want something quick and easy to carry around, but it's also thought-provoking. It takes place during the pandemic, but it's not pandemic-focused, and it really just looks at everyday anxieties and low-threat situations that have high consequences. So make sure to check out Negative Space by Jillian Linden. And thanks again to W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated for sponsoring this episode. For my first pick, I have a book that I've been waiting for months to share with you. I have bought copies for at least six people. I own two hardcover copies, one for myself, one to loan out, and I have it on audiobook. I've read it twice since it came out early last year, and I will probably make it an annual read. I know it was mentioned on all the books as one of the best nonfiction of 2019, and I fully agree with Kelly. This book has affected my life in a number of great ways. The book is Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagoski, PhD, and Amelia Nagoski, DMA. The title of this book is pretty clear. The introduction starts like this, quote, This is a book for any woman who has felt overwhelmed and exhausted by everything she had to do and yet still worried she was not doing enough, end quote. This book is not about the self-care things that we're bombarded with, like bath bombs and adult coloring books and gratitude journals. The authors aren't saying these things don't work, but they aren't long-lasting strategies. I love how this book is written. It's honest, 
conversational and offers evidence-based information, priding itself on teaching readers about the science behind things where applicable. They also have a couple caveats about the use of science and the type of people that science usually studies. The librarian and researcher in me deeply appreciates their candor. It focuses a lot on the many of us, mostly women, that they say have human giver syndrome, which they, of course, define in the book. And this book is the prescription. Immediately, the first chapter blew my mind when the authors break down the differentiation between our stress and our stressors and how getting rid of the stressor does not get rid of the stress. You need to complete the stress cycle. And then they tell you ways to complete the stress cycle. While exercise is definitely at the top of the list, thanks, I hate it, they offer other ways to complete the stress cycle as well. That being said, I hate that I'm saying this, their argument for exercise, the way they break it down and tell you exactly how exercise completes the stress cycle is so freaking good and so convincing that I bought an exercise bike after the first time I read this book. So here's some real talk. I was a very athletic child. I played basketball. I ran track. And now as an adult, the only exercise I'm interested in is running my mouth and jumping to conclusions. Other real talk, I have a full-time day job. I host this show part-time, I have a weekly newsletter, and I do a lot of emotional labor for a lot of people and many other things, and I am burned out. But I am elated to report that the exercise advice from this book works, and it works really well. And I've tried some of their other recommendations, and suddenly I don't feel like melting down every evening. Like I said, this book has changed my life, and also some people that I forced the book upon have had the same results. This was all just in the first chapter. This book is an absolute treasure. It was the first book I ever wanted to recommend when I started this show, but it wasn't a backlist title yet. It's now available in paperback, and if you take none of my other recommendations, please read Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. My next pick is How to Be Less Stupid About Race by Crystal Marie Fleming. In a past episode of this show, I referred to So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo as someone holding your hand. How to Be Less Stupid About Race by sociologist Crystal Marie Fleming is less hand-holding and more like a necessary slap upside the head. As you can tell by the title, the tone won't be for everyone. However, if a marginalized person's tone is keeping you from hearing their message, I suggest you Google the term tone policing and learn some things and then return to this book. That being said, do I agree with everything the author says in this book? No. But did this book give me a lot to chew on and offer me some varying perspectives on some things that I thought I was clear about? Absolutely. And nothing is sacred in this book. She not only lays bare the obvious, but she is very blunt about Barack Obama's role in capitalism and not stepping up against racism in various opportunities. One of the things I love is that the first chapter is The Idiot's Guide to Critical Race Theory. 
I'm going to venture to say that most people have not studied critical race theory, either academically or even as a hobby. Some people have, yes, but having a whole chapter giving a critical race theory 101 was super helpful for me, at least. The other extra helpful thing was at the end, the author has a whole chapter on concrete steps to become racially literate. Learning about all this stuff can be totally demoralizing and makes so many of us feel hopeless. I've read this book and listened to it on audiobook, but occasionally I'll just reread the last chapter to help give me some focus. I don't think that the perfect book on race and fighting white supremacy is out there. How to Be Less Stupid About Race by Crystal Marie Fleming is one of the many books that I think contributes to the conversation, a conversation that should not be ignored. So um, those are my two backlist picks. And I want to recognize that I recommend a lot of nonfiction. But I know right now that some of us are using the isolation time to read and nonfiction doesn't necessarily offer the kind of escapism that can help us emotionally when times are stressful. And I don't know about you, but things are stressful for me right now. And I wanted to offer a few suggestions to fill that escapism gap. First is the Inheritance Trilogy by N.K. Jemisin. It's an epic fantasy trilogy where each book is focused on a different main character, but then they're all woven together throughout the three books. It's phenomenal. I've not read enough Octavia Butler, but I have read Kindred and it is so good. It immediately sucks you in, but FYI, it's kind of anxiety inducing, but it's also amazing. If you have a lot of reading time right now, you may want to consider like picking an author like Octavia Butler and then reading through their entire catalog. It could also be a good time to pick up something comedic that's been on your TBR forever, like the entire Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series by Douglas Adams, or one of my personal comedy favorites, Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. My wife is finally reading my copy of The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow, and if you haven't read it yet, push it to the top of your list. So I'll put all of these in the show notes. And that's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Again, you can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans or just say hi, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Infofile, as in the lover of information. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading!